What up, world? Welcome all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Writer is Your Humble Host on the Ocho. Today is Thursday, the third day, July 14th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're pumped because two weeks from today, the Dallas Cowboys will be right smack in the middle of training camp. And that is really exciting. We are so close to having football things, football activities happening each and every single day. We are. We're pumped, needless to say. We're pumped. And um, that means that this is kind of the last last little bit here. I mean, like, you know, this is the, the take the deep breath <gasps> because right now we're about to go underneath and it's going to be a marathon. Right, we, got, we got training camp, preseason, regular season, playoffs, Super Bowl, Super Bowl parade. We got the whole thing coming up. Uh, you know, we won't take another breath until March or whatever it is. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, we're, we're really excited here at Blogging the Boys. We have some fun plans and fun things in store um, as the season gets closer and closer and we can't wait to share those with you. Um, I was off last week. I was, you know, on vacation with the family. Um, still did some stuff, some, some TikTok and, and Instagram reeling and, and YouTube videoing and stuff. We have a lot of videos coming out on our YouTube channel, by the way, if you want to check them out. Uh, just subscribe to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Uh, but wasn't able to, to get into a podcasting environment at the beach house. Uh, the baby, the dog, it's just a lot, a lot of noise. Uh, so uh, shout out to, um, to Tom Ryle and Roy White for kind of uh, carrying the third day. But uh, today... I'm going to do something I did this recently on an episode of the 750 when, when Tony Casillas couldn't make it. I'm just going to, you know, I really like doing this um, and, and we got some good feedback from that. So I'm um, going to go ahead and go go through it again. This is a, I don't have a sound effect, but, you know, just imagine I do. BTB, 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 headlines, headlines. This is a BTB headlines, Blog on the Boys headlines episode of the Ocho. Just going to read through some of the latest headlines um, and, and, and kind of walk through. We have so much great content that comes out at our sites. I really wanted to highlight some things. Um, so I'm recording this episode at 4. 4 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. So I'm going in reverse chronological order from most to least recent, um, starting um, with the very first article at the top of our homepage, which was written by Aiden Davis, one of our fantastic writers. You can hear Aiden, of course, every Monday on First and Ten. Uh, the title of Aiden's article, The Cowboys Can Easily Add Depth at This Needed Position. I will give you 5,000 guesses what the uh, the position is, and I don't have to give you that many. It is wide receiver. Now, I agree with Aiden. He makes a, a point here that the Cowboys have the likes of CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown, James Washington, Simi Fajoko, but there's a lot of question, right? We don't know what Michael Gallup's injury situation is going to be. Is he going to be available for the first week of the season, first month of the season, whatever the case may be? Um, I saw there was a headline, not a BTB one, but floating around that Jalen Tolbert's going to start, you know, week one. Duh. I mean, like, we, we knew that um, just because of the situation going on here. And he's the team starting third receiver, right? Like, Cowboys is trotting out an 11 personnel, especially without Michael Gallup. Jalen Tolbert is a part of that mix. Um but I, I think you you know it's it's difficult to even answer who's wide receiver four on this team right like it was such a a luxury to have Cedric Wilson around forever um, and we certainly wish him all the best in Miami but right now it's it's tough and so Aiden has a list of options would be options in terms of available free agent wide receivers let's explore uh, Julio Jones is uh, kind of the name that everybody's throwing out right now I don't. I don't personally have any interest in Julio. Now, let me be clear. I love the idea of a, of a massive red zone target, you know, obviously vintage back shoulder Des Bryant stuff. Um, but I'm just not not a fan of that idea. I think, you know, Tennessee hardly got anything legitimate from him a year ago. So I'm, I'm willing to pass on Julio. Um, no pun intended. Antonio Brown, obviously passing. 
you know, don't need that situation, but he is a free agent wide receiver nonetheless. Uh, Will Fuller, lots of people have thrown that option out. Huge home run threat, although Michael Gallup is, is great for your deep threat options, but again, he will be missing some time. We've mentioned Cole Beasley as an option. I mean, if you are looking for somebody to kind of work in the slot week in, week out on a consistent basis and give everybody else the, the kind of ability to float around, although, you know, what I think we've loved about the Cowboys receivers for the last few years has been their versatility and how, you know, Back back in sort of the heyday of Cole Beasley, when it was Des Bryant, Terrence Williams, and himself, it was just kind of like these are your dudes, right? Like these are your X, Y, and Z. And like I think we've we've loved the um, the interchangeability of all the receivers on the team since then. T. Y. Hilton, people have thrown out. I'll pass. Emmanuel Sanders would be awesome. I would love that. Um, great kind of home reunion. Emmanuel's done a great job of kind of jumping on teams that have been um, legitimate contenders uh, over the last few years. Willie Sneed, Deshaun Jackson, Anthony Miller, and Adam Humphreys. No thanks. The one that I love, um, and this is, I mean, duh, but Odell Beckham Jr. Um, now he's obviously coming back from injury himself, and, and Aiden makes this point in his article uh, about, you know, that doesn't exactly help your Michael Gallup problem, but that's that's the only one I think that comes in and like, that's a legit get pumped Cowboys went to the Super Bowl kind of move. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know there was the, the rumor that, that kind of surfaced a little while ago, a few weeks ago, uh, after what Charles Robinson said on his podcast, but um, that would be sick. Um, that would be awesome. But I think we all think that it is um, a little bit unlikely. Let's move on. Uh, next BTB headline comes to us from Brian Martin, one of our fantastic writers over at BTB. Article title is Dallas Cowboys must address depth concerns at several positions in training camp. I'm just going to let you know that a big theme among Cowboys people right now is that the team has some concerns when it comes to the depth department. Number one um, that Brian listed is the offensive line. I mentioned our YouTube channel a little while ago. Um, this episode of the Ocho drops on Thursdays. Today, on Thursday, we have a video dropping. We've been uh, doing a training camp preview series on the channel where we've been looking position by position, kind of examining each one, what the Cowboys have from a depth perspective, from a starting perspective, so on and so forth. And and one of the things I mentioned is I am highly concerned who this team's starting, uh, not starting, but who this team's swing tackle is, right? And, and you know, I wrote about this as well. This article will go out uh, either today or tomorrow. Um this team is is making such a huge bet on Terrence Steele. And I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about the the bet they're making on Tyler Smith being a legitimate left guard this season, the bet they're somewhat making on Sam Williams helping alleviate the loss of Randy Gregory, uh, the bet they're making on Jalen Tolbert, their first three picks, you know, obviously Jalen kind of helping alleviate the loss of Amari Cooper. Um, those were arguably their three top needs, and, and they, they spent their first three picks on them. And so, what if Terrence Steele is not legitimate, right? And and I don't want to be pessimistic that way. I think he took a huge leap from year one to year two, so it's it's definitely fair to expect that trend to continue. But what if he is, you know, he he wasn't infallible, you know, and and the Cowboys made a, a very conscious, very purposeful, very you know. <laughs> obvious decision to cut Lyle Collins to to effectively promote Terrence Steele and I'll be you know I said it was a luxury having Cedric Wilson it was a luxury having Terrence Steele last year because Cowboys had two you know awesome tackle options and Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and then when when need be they obviously floated Terrence Steele out there and so right now I I challenge you I would love to hear your thoughts I'm, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa on TikTok RJ.Ochoa who is the, the swing tackle on the Dallas Cowboys because I think some people want it to be Matt well let's go I just don't see a fifth round rookie coming in day one and, and being handed that much responsibility is it Josh Ball I mean so you're talking about you know it's really a matter of when not if Tyron Smith misses time so so now you're talking about at that point in time you're, the left side of your offensive line is Josh Ball and Tyler Smith and while we all believe in Tyler Smith and we'll see what Josh Ball is like that's 
very little NFL experience, at, at, obviously, at whatever point in time that would come. And so that's tough. Um, so I agree with Brian. Offensive line is, um, you know, it's tough. And I will say I thought about this when, when I did the video uh, and I talked about it there. I do wonder if Terrence Steele had to miss time for whatever reason and Tyron Smith wasn't missing time. By the way, it's super confusing. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, it's tough. Um, and then Terrence Steele is like the same initials, like TS. But um, – but, I mean, and, and we'll, training camp will kind of help us learn this. I wonder if the Cowboys would be willing to entertain moving Tyler Smith to right tackle and playing Connor McGovern at left guard. That's just one, you know, one permutation, but it's an interesting thought nonetheless. Brian also lists wide receiver as an option the Cowboys need depth at. So, again, not a shocker that, you know, we're all kind of sitting here saying, hey, Cowboys, you know. Do, do a little bit of something here. Uh, third position that Brian lists is tight end. Um by the way, today is uh, is Thursday, July 14th. Tomorrow, July 15th, is the deadline for Dalton Schultz uh, and the Dallas Cowboys to negotiate, not really negotiate, to come to terms, actually, on a long-term contract. If the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz do not have a long-term agreement in place by tomorrow, he must play this season out on the franchise tag. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, but I agree. After Dalton Schultz, I mean, we're excited about Jake Ferguson. John McEwen has had some nice moments. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle is, is, you know, here for special teams and whatnot. But um, and look, you can't always have like a ton of depth at every position. But um, it'd be nice if the Cowboys had a, another tight end that they could rely on. Um, and, and this kind of like, well, actually, let me make this point first, because the, the other position that Brian lists here, the next one is linebacker. The, the one after that is safety. But I actually kind of sneaky like the Cowboys safety depth, you know, relative for who they are. Uh, but linebacker, the, you know, when we did the linebacker video for the channel, I mean, I know Jaron Curse plays, you know, up and stuff. And so you've got, you know, him as sort of a pseudo option at the position. But I, I mean, I wrote an article of how the Cowboys are kind of like relying on Leighton Vander Esch and he, and he played every game last season so credit to him but he played 19 games combined the two years before that in 2019 and th 2020 what happens if Leighton Vander Esch misses time right like that's you know not not 
not to the Tyron Smith level of not if but when, but it's kind of there, right? And, and I, I hope not. I hope none of these situations come to be. I hope the Cowboys get you know games from all their their players all throughout the season, but they're just not prepared for that. And I think that's where we're a little bit concerned. And and with the point I was going to make a moment ago that I wanted to wait to do. I thought Tony Catalina had a wonderful line here on first and 10. I think it was two weeks ago when he talked about how, and I'm going to butcher Tony's point, but this, this team, the way it's constructed is really like more than ever that there are so many, this has to happen. This cannot, you know, this cannot fall apart things, right? Like, there's so many ifs if Leighton Vanderish stays healthy the linebacker core will be fine if there's no injury at tight end they'll be fine if Tyron Smith doesn't miss time they'll be fine but there's so many like every every sort of position group not everyone but you know there's a lot of position groups that are seemingly you know uh, that are you know that are houses built of twigs right You've, you've got the three little piggies you've got the house built of straw come tumbling down right it's not quite that badly but you know and then the Cowboys have some positions that are built out of brick like the third little piggy right you know quarterback boom like super awesome there thank you bear for jingling and jingling your chain but a lot of these positions are are the second little piggy right where the houses are built out of twigs where like a good gust you know comes tumbling down like what do you do at linebacker if Leighton Van Der Esch misses time you're relying on on who? I mean, you know, and, and I know people say, well, Damone Clark, I mean, that's not happening. I mean, in all likelihood, in 2022 at least, I mean, Jabril Cox, okay, like, but now we're banking on him coming back from injury, right? Like, there are these these heavy bets the Cowboys have not hedged, and I think that's why we're a little bit concerned. But a uh, great article from Brian. Uh, Tom Ryle, who you can hear later today, as mentioned with Roy White on the latest episode of Riled Up. His article is next, eight returning veterans to watch during Cowboys training camp. I love this idea. No, I'm just going to rip through them very quickly. Noah Brown, Connor McGovern, Matt Farniok, Jaquan Hardy, Quentin Bohana. I think we forget about Quentin Bohana sometimes. Tristan Hill, Nashawn Wright, Israel Mukwamu. Mukwamu's, I mentioned the depth at safety. I love Israel Mukwamu. We interviewed him the weekend that he was drafted by the Cowboys. Big fan of him, his personality, his approach to, to life and, and football, and so really rooting for him. But that's kind of a sneaky, crowded room, like I said. I, I do wonder what you know his spot on the 53 looks like. Tristan Hill is... is I think of these names, you know, probably the least safe if you're being fair and practical. And I'm going to read them again. Noah Brown, he's safe. Connor McGovern, he's safe. Matt Farniok, safe. Jaquan Hardy, if the Cowboys carry three running backs, he's safe. Quentin Bohana, he's safe. Uh, I'm going to skip Tristan Hill. Nishan Wright, he's safe. Israel Mukwamu, maybe he's a little bit in jeopardy, but Tristan Hill is entering a contract year. He was not drafted by this regime, um, and the Cowboys kind of have some bodies now at defensive tackle, right? Like they've got Neville Gallimore and Osa Digizua, and Carlos Watkins is involved there, and John Ridgeway. I mean, like before you know it, you kind of you kind of fill up, and you know I could I could definitely see them moving on from Tristan Hill, um, and so. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Uh, I'm going to skip our daily news article, um, but we do have those that come out every single day to keep you caught up on everything happening in Cowboys land. Um, So this is now an article from Tuesday from Brandon Clements, one of our fantastic writers. Cowboys frugal offseason approach is a better play versus overpaying in free agency. Now, this was a couple of days ago, uh, but our own Danny Phantom also wrote about the idea of, of the Cowboys kind of approaching things um, wisely with regards to free agency. I know this is there's a, a, a line that kind of splits sectors of Cowboys fans. I, you know, and I, like like is often true in life. The truth, I think, is, is generally somewhere in the middle here. I don't think it's like a matter of, you know, you don't have to spend any dollars or go crazy, spend all the money in the world. But I don't think it's unreasonable to have expected the Cowboys to do more in free agency. Um, I wrote about this past week, and, and we did. Um, I did some other stuff on this, um, TikTok and whatnot. Um, and I, I tweeted about this and stuff over the weekend. 
Stephen Jones was, oh, we did a video on the YouTube channel as well. That's what was uh, slipping my mind. Stephen Jones appeared on 105 Through the Fan on April 19th of this year. That's an important day in this conversation. Why is that important? Um, because on that day, April 19th, on the KNC Masterpiece, Stephen Jones said that the Dallas Cowboys were not done in free agency. Stephen Jones's words. And he said that while giving a longer, sort of more fleshed out answer. Um, in the YouTube video that we did, I linked, we linked to that vi- that interview, excuse me, that he did on 105 Through the Fans. You should go watch it. Go, I mean, subscribe to 105 Through the Fans YouTube channel. Channel. It's awesome. Um, you know, subscribe to One of the Fan wherever you you kind of subscribe to things. They're they're great. They're great friends of ours. But um, but you should watch that whole interview because it was before the draft. So it was kind of interesting to hear what Stephen was saying then and kind of compare it to where we are now. But on April nineteenth, Stephen Jones said, "We are not done in free agency. The Dallas Cowboys have brought in two external veteran free agents since those comments. Two. Right. Now, the first one was not even really like a true external free agent. It was the Reem Hyrulahu who the Cowboys brought back. So the first move that the Cowboys made in that capacity towards Stephen Jones saying we're not done in free agency came almost three months later. And it was a kicker, not to you know diminish the value of a kicker, but it was a kicker who was on the team last year. So it wasn't even like this new thing. The other player who they have added since Stephen made those comments, a linebacker, Christian Sam, uh, they placed Devontae Bond on injury reserve last week because they had to fill the, the spot, get another linebacker, obviously, for special teams duties. And there have been reports about the Cowboys entertaining other free agents that they've worked out and things like that. I just... I don't think it's ridiculous to say. I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's dramatic. I don't think it's it's criticizing the team to say that they have not done enough. They have added five external free agents, five this offseason. James Washington, Dante Fowler Jr., Ryan Nall, and the two I just told you about, Labim Hairulahu and Christian Sam. That's it. And we've talked so much about all that they have lost. And, and that's where it goes back to the, the the point that Tony made. They're banking on these houses of twigs in all these different spots kind of holding up and weathering the storm. And they might. Right? Like it's definitely possible that they all will. And then they can laugh and point at us and say, y'all were so stupid. But the overwhelming likelihood is that they won't. And so they've had this avenue of team building available to them that they seemingly have not explored for a reason that is impossible to, to properly understand. Um, but anyway, um, the next article uh, is the one that I wrote um, about the Cowboys counting on Leighton Vanders. We already touched about that. Uh, last one we'll talk about today is an article written by the aforementioned Danny Phantom, uh, who you can hear tomorrow, by the way, on the next episode of the Star Seminar with Rabble Rouser. Uh, this article titled, Why the Cowboys Shouldn't Give Tony Pollard a Contract Extension Before the 2022 Season. Now, the Cowboys are in an interesting spot uh, when it comes to the running back position, and I say interesting because I don't think I I, I don't feel for them. They've they've you know they've made this bed, but they're in a spot where they can't win um, as far as the perception, right? Um, I think we all think it's likely that the Cowboys are going to get out of the Zeke deal that they shouldn't have done in the first place um, next offseason in 2023, and Tony Pollard is going to be a free agent, and they are probably not going to pay him because. The last time they paid a running back, they got criticized like crazy, right? I just said myself that they shouldn't have paid Zeke the way that they did. And so they're going to let Tony Pollard walk, and they're going to get criticized for that. But their their defense, their logical defense is going to be, look, last time we paid a running back, you guys were pissed. And that's, that makes sense. I will say, if you're going to pay Tony Pollard, now would be the time to do so. Jeff Probst style, right? Like if you have a hidden immunity idol or an advantage you want to play, now would be the time to do so because we're about to, to you know, read these votes or play these, you know, make these votes, whatever, or cast these votes and read the votes, whatever. Um, because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like we assume, we have no idea. I mean, 
in all likelihood, the Cowboys are not going to use Tony Pollard to this extensive degree, and it's going to be the same bout of frustration when it comes to that particular part of this team. Uh, but it's very possible that they could decide to use him a lot, right, and then benefit from him hitting free agency, receive a compensatory pick in 2024. Um, but if you're going to do it, now would be the time to do so because his career resume is so small. And that's your fault if you're the Cowboys, but his career resume is so small that his, his, his leverage, his bargaining power is really, really small. It's really weak. Um, I'm not necessarily advocating for paying Tony Parr because, again, you know, this is the position that you can replace the most effectively, the most efficiently of all the positions in, in the game of professional football. Um, but to that point, the Cowboys were very specific and very purposeful in not paying players a year ago. A year ago, they could have gotten ahead of things when it came to Randy Gregory. A year ago, they could have gotten ahead of things when it came to Dalton Schultz. A year ago, they could have done a lot of things that they chose not to do. They have not exactly been a forward-thinking team in this sense in, in some time. And so... Ultimately, I agree that there's no need to extend Tony Pollard, um, but it will suck to watch him leave is kind of how I feel about this. But um, thanks for hanging out with me on the latest edition of BTB Headlines here on the Ocho. Like I said, training camp cometh. We're super excited, super pumped. Can't wait to share it with you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. On TikTok at RJ.Ochoa, as mentioned. If email is more your thing, you can hit me up at RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. But for now, I hope you have a wonderful day. All right. You know what? I actually want to know what you're going to eat. I want to know what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You can tell me any one of them. Uh, let me know, please. Uh, por favor. Anyway, uh, have the best day ever. Seriously, have the greatest day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.